The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 112. General West, Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Barazzini, and you're listening to The Secret to Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Jack. And if you enjoy uh, Stargate, I'm sure you're probably a fan of the other star franchises of science fiction, so I would definitely recommend checking out Secrets of Star Wars. You can find that at sqpn.com slash starwars or wherever fine podcasts are found. Today we are discussing the fourth episode of season six, Frozen. In this beautiful, charming uh, Disney movie, uh, Elsa the... Oh, sorry. Wrong Frozen. (laughs) In this episode, the team travels to Antarctica, where they discover a frozen woman who's named Ayana, who is millions of years old. As they attempt to thaw her, they realize that she possesses extraordinary regenerative abilities and may represent an advanced stage of human evolution, or even an ancient. However, the team soon becomes infected by a deadly virus that was trapped in the ice with Ayana. As they struggle to find a cure, Ayana eventually sacrifices herself to save the team, and O'Neill, who is also infected, reluctantly agrees to be temporarily become a host to a dying symbiont to save his life. We get a nice... uh. Nice cliffhanger here. So get to see uh, Tokra, Tokra Jack next week. So that'll be fun. What are your thoughts on this episode, Lisa? You know, I I thought I really remembered this episode until I watched it again. And then there was so much um, that I didn't remember. And uh, I really, I I like Jonas. I like that he has such a, um, just a real part of this, that Mm -hmm. it's him making the connection with the, the frozen lady. And uh, then the cliffhanger at the end leads us to a really, really amazing episode. It's Jack as Tokra. So um, I like it. I, you know, it's interesting and it connects a whole lot of dots for the Stargate universe. Nice. What about you, Victor? Yeah, I, I remember this episode. It's, it has some, some good bits to it, but it makes me sad because it ruins a lot of potential here and it kind of messes with the continuity and the timeline there. There's a number of like errors. Jonas said that, you know, the Stargate was buried 2000 years ago. It was 5,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, uh, Aliana is, is, uh, and that's not even, we don't actually learn her name. That's just the name the scientists give her. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, she's built up, like she's probably the most significant find that they've ever, like the Stargate program has ever found. And then, she is like she just dies basically, like mid <laughs> midway through the episode. It's not even her episode. It just kind of sets up to right. make the whole point is just to make Jack sick, right? And and we never really learn if, if she's part of a parallel evolution that happened on Earth. Is she an ancient? Did and and even what we later learn about the ancients, and I think they come down on the side of she was an ancient. 
like that she would still be too old for an ancient given what we know about i think you know the ancients in, in this galaxy and stuff so it's <laughs> it's kind of like and and yeah and, and she's a significant very significant fine and she just you know heals them and dies and that's it and then it's it just all serves to make jack sick enough to to need a tokra i'm surprised by that because it did seem like a pretty major thing um yeah and they say she's at least three thousand or three million years old and so if the ancients i i've not gotten to a lot of the stuff with the lore in them yet so i assume if they're not that old then that is an odd they 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 might yeah. be i have to look at the there's a whole timeline of the ancients that I could pull up. <laughs> nice. But yeah, no. And so it's it's just a lot of wasted potential. I do like the Arctic base. I do like that we go back there after solid dudes and um you know that we meet these scientists, uh uh, you know, one of which played by uh Bruce Harwood from the X Files. So yeah. I think he's our second scientist who's a member of the Lone Gunman um on on that show. <laughs> so after Dr. Lee. And so I, I do like, there's, there's a lot of really cool stuff going on here, but then, you know, three quarters of the way through the episode, the episode ends and then it becomes, you know, the next episode. Save Jack. Yeah. I don't know. I'm i I'm a sucker for any sort of like weird Antarctic science fiction. <laughs> yeah. So, and this didn't like, it's it set up kind of like a, the thing or pretty much any of these kinds of, kinds of stories is, but it's I, I do like that she wasn't evil because I, I kind of felt like that that was going to be what it was. And you see her kind of like sneaking around a little bit, but it turns out she's just healing people. So she was glad they didn't go that direction. Almost as sweet as Jonas smiling at her, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> two really good, good, nice aliens, you know? And I almost think like if if they had the you know Jack becomes a Tokra thing in mind, and this is how they were going to get there. I think this would this almost seems like it was written for Daniel Jackson because at one point they're mm-hmm. like she's conscious and talking, and then everybody looks at Jonas and is like Jonas, get in there, and it's like like why? It's like oh, I guess because he's the language person now. Yeah, he's right? the new Daniel. <laughs> yeah, he's the new Daniel. But it's like we haven't really established him as like Mister, you know ancient languages the way that that daniel was so i think it it almost seems like this was written you know for daniel before he left the show Mm. oh it might have been and we do see her again there is a connection in atlantis she's in the very first few minutes of stargate atlantis yeah i saw that i don't remember it Hmm. so oh unless it's when they say yeah okay yeah she's she's on atlantis so okay so there is a connection and I don't, oh, okay. I don't know about the timeline and all that. I I did see that there were goofs, but I, you know, I'm pretty forgiving yeah. with all that. You can't, uh, you can't chalk it up to early season weirdness. Cause we're in season, uh, six, season six yeah. now. So <laughs> I just thought that I kind of thought the Jonas thing was just, he's young and attractive. She's young and attractive. Maybe they'll hit it off and she'll talk to him. Was that, <laughs> was that their thinking? <laughs> Well, I like that he says you learn what something about I learn I learn fast and you learn faster than me. Yeah, I thought I was a quick study. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, it gave him something to do because Mm -hmm. Jack and Teal they didn't really have anything to do besides stand around and look bored and then go track down the frozen guy. Yeah. And then, of course, Carter and Janet are solving all the mysteries. 
It was fun to have a Carter Janet uh, team up episode. We don't yeah, usually get that. So yeah, I like them together. It is funny though that the big thing is that she can understand them. She learns quickly how to understand what they're saying, but she can't speak, which I guess is so they don't give away who she is. They can leave that a mystery, leave it more open. But this is one of the few times they actually acknowledge that everybody just speaks English in the, in the galaxy and we don't worry about it. <laughs> I, yeah, I think she, she learned like she didn't speak English. She right. just learned right, right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just funny that yeah. pretty much every other planet they go to, even <laughs> if they're descended from Vikings, they speak perfect English. Except and for I, her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we've ever gotten any sort of hand wavy universal translator or anything like that. It's just, just go with it. Yep. Cause the only language on earth is evidently English. Yes. And they're all descended from earth and English has always been the same for like forever. So it makes That's sense. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really funny if they only spoke like 1920s like, speakeasy slang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get, get to the Viking planet and they're like, what are these yucks doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Top of the ziggurat, ma. <laughs> <laughs> now I want that episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that an episode of the original Star Trek or something? There is one, yeah. yeah. Uh, the gangster planet one. So. Yeah. <laughs> or the ancient Roman planet. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe they just hadn't built a 1920s set in, in Vancouver that they could use for cheap. Oh, right. <laughs> like they had True. on the Paramount lot. Yeah, that's so you get a lot of those uh, period planet pieces. Is You got Mayberry. Let's use it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see more of like this Antarctic team though. This is only the mm-hmm. second time we've seen them. And I, I just like anything that's like Antarctic themed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a lot of the whole ancient alien stuff. So that would be cool to see. Um, and like you were mentioning with the timeline, they uh, Jonah saying that it was buried 2000 years ago, even though they also say that it was buried before Antarctica froze over. And it, I think it froze over like, at least 10,000, if not more. So that doesn't line up either. Mm-mm. No, not, but I like the way they called back to, um, Jack called back to being in Antarctica, you know, when he yeah. and Carter were frozen, you know, went through the gate and, and then the scientists made reference that they'd been there for four years and they had mm-hmm. found yeah. nothing. <laughs> you know? And they're about ready to give up and go home. And, um, so that was kind of, that was kind of nice. And, they're bored and Carter's on a Zoom call with them, I guess, before Zoom. So it was a very clear uh, AOL chat call or something. Right? Without a lot of delay, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the way it's set up. Like Dr. Michaels is talking and kind of giving the background and stuff. And you think she might be like narrating a log or something, which is a good way to deliver exposition. And then in the pan, the camera, you know, turns around mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she's talking to Sam, which, which I, which I did think was very nice. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, a nice definitely. way to do it. So, uh, so how do you feel about, uh, Jonas just like immediately crushing on, uh, Ayana? But that was, I think his infatuation is purely intellectual. Mm-hmm. Like he's never 100%. met somebody who he never met somebody who was, you know, 3 million years old. I mean, who has? Yeah. Yeah. He's like a, he's like a schoolboy who just gets excited about learning and experiencing new things constantly. And 
that's that's pretty much him the whole season, really. And so I didn't see it as crushing us so much like, ooh, this is so interesting. <laughs> you know? I think it was a little bit of both. But yeah, no, it's I love his enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny though that I think Jack had like maybe four scenes in this episode and every time he's just kind of lying on the couch and grousing about things. So right. and he, funny. he referenced the, the Simpsons again. We haven't had a Simpsons reference in a little while. Oh, nice. About how he forgot to set his, I don't, what did he say? DVR to or tape the Simpsons tape it. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess this was the point where you would still uh, tape things. All the DVRs were around. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. I mean, I, when Stargate first came out, I remember we actually had our VHS and we used to tape it. Mm-hmm. And then at some point we got a DVR. So I thought that was kind of nice that he had his, and then the whole doctor, doctor, doctor moment. Yes, we get another oh, doctor, doctor, major, doctor <laughs> moment. Yeah. Doctor, doctor, major, doctor. I think yeah. our second one on the show, if I yeah. recall, but yeah, probably not our last. Yeah. You, you mentioned, uh, you know, Jonas's eager, uh, eagerness and stuff. And um, if you don't follow Corin Nemec on, on Twitter, you should. A uh, friend of the show and friend of StarQuest, uh, Starquest um, that Geekdom Come actually asked him in a tweet, given your eager fascination here and your tweets for peace on Twitter of the actor, how much of Jonas was an act and how much was really just you? <laughs> and uh, Corin Nemec replied, all and none. Ooh, so there, Yeah, so there was a mm. lot of, of Corin Nemec in Jonas Quinn and yet also not. So I thought that was a nice little exchange on, on Twitter this past week. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. He's, he's really good at interacting with the fans and he's a very mm-hmm. interesting yep. person to follow. So I like what he brings to the team. Yeah. So, uh, we get, we get the <laughs> Ariana or Aliana frozen. I, sorry. Ariana. <laughs> Ariana. Yeah. Fro- frozen in the, in the ice. And, uh, and, um, oh yeah. And so, yeah, Jonas identifies, uh, somehow that that's a, a native American, uh, name mm-hmm. and, uh, Dr. Michaels replies that her grandfather was one quarter Cherokee, which I guess is a refer. like I read online. I don't know if this is true that Christopher judge would also say the, the same thing about himself. So they put that into the show as kind of a joke. I don't know oh, if that's nice. true or that's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I read that too. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, so they start to thaw her out and she's alive. Like she's perfectly fine. So I, yeah, yeah, that was, that so was I, a really cool sequence. I like how they did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess the cold never bothered her anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I love all of their reactions, you know, and yeah. Jack's yeah. kind of like, why, what's going on? You know, and they're yeah. all like, ah, it's crazy. That was kind yeah. of Yeah. And it is interesting that they find her. She doesn't have any sort of technology with her. She has like her kind of her, her space fashion suit on. But other than that, she, it looks like she's just kind of in a burlap sack. Yeah. Yeah. Like a cloak so, or something. Yeah. And there's no, uh, and they talk about how their, her regenerative abilities are what keeps her alive. There's no sort of stasis technology that mm-hmm. she's using. So. And I love the way that they give us that scene where when she starts the thought, her, her arm is over her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's not like you see her face and the the ice melting off of her. It's it's a dramatic reveal, you know, that she looks completely normal. And then and then you get the moment where um 
Janet does the thing in her eye and her your pupils dilate. Yeah. yeah, that was really yeah, cool. That was, yeah, that, that was, was well super done. cool. Because you, I don't know, I don't think you're expecting that, right? No, <laughs> no. And, and I guess it's good that the team, like, for, I don't know that they would have thought or out there necessarily, you know, versus in some like Area 51 laboratory or something. But I guess it's good that even though she died, that they found her, that she got to be around other people. Because if she had just stayed frozen in the ice for like another 50,000 years until the climate changed or something, and then like thawed out. And like nobody was around, she would just be like, oh no. And then like she would be lonely and die. <laughs> or drown, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or drown, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's funny the the whole issue is it's funny watching shows that have like those contamination viral storylines post COVID. Oh yeah. Because they're like, oh, Jonas probably is infected, so it doesn't matter. We're all probably infected, but no one's taking any sort of precautions and I think realistically in this kind of situation, they'd probably be wearing PPE anyways, just because you don't want to contaminate whatever you're looking at. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I read an article recently about scientists doing this kind of thing, not thawing out ancient humans, (laughs) but uh, reviving old viruses and old bacteria that they've pulled from ice core samples. And it just seems like a bad idea. There's yeah. a, lot of, a lot of novels written about that kind of, you know, novels, sci-fi, all kinds of stuff. And and so I'm watching this and, you know, Jonas has kind of got that little mask and he's kind of holding it up to his face. And I'm sitting there going, it's not going to work. Yeah. You're not standing six feet away, man. There's no seal. It's not even N95. Respirator. Where's the, where's the, uh, where's the hand sanitizer? Yeah. yeah. And then when they're suiting up to go back to... Because for some reason, like, they're all going back to the SGC now instead of to an actual, like, hospital, <laughs> hospital or medical yeah. <laughs> or medical or hazmat, like, hazardous disease institute or something. And, and Tilk has to put on his, like, you know, bunny suit or whatever. And he, he looks so he looks so sad. And they're like, oh, Tilk, you know, you don't want to infect everybody else. And he's like, oh, I guess not. And, like, <laughs> puts it on. Yeah. And he brought his candles. He brought his Kelnarim candles with him to he the uh, Antarctic because apparently you can't enter a state of deep Kelnarim without, <laughs> without your candles, without your Yankee, you know, symbiote scented candles or whatever they are. I wonder if they're like, uh, like altar candles where they have to be like made out of beeswax. Like, could you just oh, go to yeah. Tuesday morning and buy some tea lights? And does that count? Or <laughs> and does he have like his his go bag? You know, does it have candles in it already? Just just in case they're gone Probably. for a while. What would have been clever is if they showed him using those emergency like fire, like the they look like <laughs> little like white plastic cubes, kind of, and you can oh, set yeah, them the on para- fire. Yeah, the paraffin. Uh, yeah, that would yeah. have been clever because they like probably a, have a lot of those there, or like a Bunsen burner or something. <laughs> or when uh, what's the uh, thing you make creme brulee with? Oh yeah, oh. just a butane torch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, need to go on a deep dive of the rubrics of Kellner Reem and see if we can get these questions answered. Mm-hmm. That's something we should ask uh, Joseph Malazzi about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think at a certain point he might just say like, it's just a show. <laughs> like, yeah. He would go full William Shatner on Saturday Night Live. Probably not, but. <laughs> Maybe. And yeah. For a question like that, it's probably deserved. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it reminds me of the story about uh, someone asked 
Rick Berman how the inertial dampeners work on the Enterprise? And his response was, very well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. But yeah, it's... Uh, so it, it almost... It was a very jarring cut when we go from the Antarctic base to back to the SGC because it's like a lot of the issue is they're not going to be able to land in the storm and then we're contaminated. So we have to be quarantined and then they're like, okay, we're going to go now. Bye. Storm's over. Helps, <laughs> helps here. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, we get the, get the toker there. And at this point, uh, Jack is like severely, he's severely ill, mm-hmm. probably going to die. And the option they have to save him is they have a tokra a ghouled symbiont who his host died and the symbiont is dying. He needs to be placed in a host. And so they're the Tokra make a deal saying that they'll put it in Jack temporarily mm-hmm. so it can heal him and revive him. And when Sam brings this to Jack, his, uh, his response is over my dead body. Right. <laughs> yeah. A- and of course that Tokra is, has very important information. Oh, of course. Yeah. Very important. That, yes. Yeah. I want to know how long, okay. You knew at some point they had to, they had to play this, you know, card, right? That yeah. Jack is going to have to take on a Tokra or something. Um, I wonder how long they had it in their back pocket and like, at what point were they like, okay, this is it. Now we're going to, you know, this is the season. I mean, it ends up, ends up being great, but like, this is it. This is the moment we're going to do it. <laughs> I wonder if it was bringing Jonas on. Cause at this point, Jack is the only 100% normal human on the team. Cause Teal'c is a Jaffa. Sam's been a Tok'ra and we don't know uh, if Jonas, Jonas can do it. Yeah. He's, he's a human, but he's an alien. So yeah, mm-hmm. they needed to get Jack away from being a vanilla human being and turn him into, turn him into something else. I, I did like that. Of course, the little shipper in me, I did like that. They used Carter to be the one to ask him. Yeah. You know, and you get that little moment. He says, over my dead body. And then she's like looking at him at those, those eyes, you know, like, come on, Jack, you know, and <laughs> he said, yes, no. And then, and then and once you're like, yeah. was she just going to say like, he said, yes. Like, yeah. yeah. Like- <laughs> well, and then it, it, he doesn't even say yes. He just, once they say, of course, you know, the Tokra has important information. They don't even say like that could about Apophis or I mean, about Anubis or, you know, they, they, that could save millions of lives. It just mm-hmm. says he has important information. So it could be anything really <laughs> could be like, yeah, they've changed the access codes on their transporter rings on yes, the ship 14 or something. <laughs> and then, and then Jack nods a little bit, you know, yeah. but it's very subtle, um, yeah. but it's pretty good acting from, from Richard Dean Anderson, you know, considering he's wearing like a, you know, respirator and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, my kids were saying like, just why are you asking him? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just He's going it. to die. Don't, can't you just to, take a, uh, who has his, uh, what's it called? You know, living like will? living will or whatever. Can't they just yeah. say yes? Do we have D we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, right? DNRs. Yeah. You know, he, can't, <laughs> does your DNR include sarcophagus, tokra? Like, you know, where does that stand in his, his legal documents? And I would assume Hammond could probably order him to do this. I, I honestly don't know about, uh, how that works. Um, I wish Father Corey was here. Uh, you could probably yeah, elucidate think, that. But Well, after the past couple of years, we've learned that the arms, armed forces can order their <laughs> service people to do anything medical. So, right? Yep. 
Um, Pretty much. His only option would be to resign at that point, retire at that point. But I guess when it comes to alien implantation, it's always easier to uh, beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. (laughs) True. I think that's the tact that the aliens from Alien take, too. Yeah. They're very apologetic after they implant you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of let down that... uh, the Ayana storyline doesn't really go anywhere. Like I was almost hoping that there'd be like an end scene, like a tag at the end where she wakes up, she's not really dead. She has to, her body is like regenerating or something, but mm-hmm. it's disappointing to hear that that doesn't go anywhere. Cause I feel like there's a lot more they could have done with that. Yeah. Yeah. Or she could have just like woken up and then like turned into a space squid and flew away or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But then, then that would have connected us. That that I mean, yeah. we don't we don't know that connection yet, right? Oh, that the ancient space oh, squid. Yeah, I forget we? I said that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that we yeah. did. Doesn't isn't that what happens to Daniel? Yeah, yeah, but, but he's wait. he's he's not an ancient. He's a human. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, maybe so, I don't know what the ancients are. Actually, no. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> like. I think I honestly think maybe they didn't either yet. At this point, yeah. You know, it's like they were they were they were figuring it out. Just throwing ideas yeah. against the wall, see what sticks. But then they're like, "Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> we want to do we got a green light for another show." Cuz remember at this point they thought season 6 was it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, and then they get they get another I don't know how many se- seasons and then they get Atlantis and so it's kind of like, "Oh, wait, we can really expand this." It will be interesting to see um, watching through if anything feels like it is pointing towards a wrap up of the story. Cause I don't know at what point in season six, they got the green light for the additional season. So, cause I know it would be interesting if it's like halfway through, it feels like, Oh, we don't actually have to wrap everything up. We can let it breathe a bit more. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. I'll have to look into that. I don't know when they, when they when they got it, but yeah, I, I'll I do was some digging on that. Surprised and happy that they didn't go the easy route, which could have been that she just healed them all. Like, oh, there's a virus, yeah. but it, then it makes her weak, and then she just. I kind of I'd forgotten about the whole Jack thing, so I was kind of expecting it to end with, you know, they're all sick, 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 and then she secretly heals them all, and then she dies. You know. Yeah. I mean, that would have kind of been an easy way to do it, but I'm glad they didn't. When I watched this previously, I thought Dr. Woods, so he's, I think, one of the first ones that she, that she heals, and then he's watching her as because everyone else is too sick, and, he, and he's like, gosh, you know, I feel kind of guilty, me being all healthy while everyone else is still so sick that you made him. And I thought, I always thought in the past that, like, he was kind of guilt-tripping her into healing them, mm-hmm. but I think that he was just just actually expressing... Like, you know, survivor's guilt, but the way the actor delivers the lines, it, it kind of comes across like somewhat passive aggressively. And then like, you know, she knocks him out with her um, ancient touch and uh, you know, just touches his face and he falls asleep. Um, so, yeah, I don't she, know. Has a, she has a very ill-defined power set. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. She's her brain is super different. And she, and that's her power yeah but her What's hemoglobin it? hemoglobin levels need to be the same yeah yeah because they yeah they did say her white 
her in a white blood count was low by human standards and stuff. But yeah, so she couldn't heal herself, but she could heal other people or something. So I did like that they called back to Cassie's brain and Jack yeah. when he downloaded the ancients. And you know, I mean mm-hmm. they, they did kind of make that reference and tried to make make those connections, which I thought was was good. Right. When they're looking at the brain scan, they all have that blip kind of same same waveform yeah. is what it looked like to me, but maybe it's the subliminal messaging and all the songs that says you're an ancient. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. So it's it's fun that this ends on a cliffhanger and it's not a part one of two kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I like that they're keeping some some continuity going there, and I'm very interested to see Tokrified Jack because I've heard that that's a lot of fun. Well, I hate to tell you, you don't get it next week. Oh, you gotta wait. I'm gonna have to. I'm just gonna have to binge watch a bunch of episodes in a row. Then <laughs> I always try to just stay like at the one we're watching because I don't want to get confused when we're recording. Oh, but yeah, I should probably do a binge and then just go back and watch. Yeah, I think it's only two. I think you only got to go two. Okay, cool, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, that'll be fun. Um, I did just look it up and that. They did expect when they did the last episode of season six, they thought that was the last episode. Ooh. Oh, wow. Okay. Because if you, and Victor, if you go and look at what that, la- that yeah. last episode is, you'll, you know, you can yeah. see it. Like how they, what they did. I had forgotten about that. So yeah. So season six, they did. They, they, that's, maybe that's why they did the Toker Jack thing finally is all the, all the things they've wanted to do. Let's do them. Yeah, leave yeah. nothing on the table. Mm-hmm. Nice. It'll be it'll be interesting to watch out for that pattern as we're watching through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then season seven, they're like, "Oh, yeah." What? <laughs> they ran into the same problem that uh, Babylon Five did with its yeah. last season. <laughs> like five years of story, you have one season to finish it. Oh wait, now you get another season. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Doesn't usually go too well. Nope. Well, in their case, it did. Season seven was still, yeah, still good. We get, we get Daniel yeah. back, so we do. We, we get, get some, Daniel we get back. some fun episodes. Yeah, yeah. I think awesome. I, they do start having a little more fun with some of them, and then they they have a few dark ones too. So it's yeah. It's, I guess it's almost like a new lease. You're like you think you're done, and then it's like, oh well, people like this. Why don't we try something cool? Then we get Atlantis and yep, all that stuff spinning out. So. Yep. I'm really excited to get to Atlantis. I've started watching it again. I, I, I forgot <laughs> how much I liked it. <laughs> nice. So we have some uh, alternate language uh, titles for this, Victor? Yes, we do. Um, some of them are quite poetic, as a matter of fact. Um, in French, we get uh, Prisoner of the Ice, Prisoner de Glace. So very, very, uh, you know, prosaic and stuff. And in Italian, we get A Body in the Ice. Un corpo triad ghiacci. So it's very, very musical, very lyrical. And then in, in German, we get virus aus dem Eis, which is <laughs> virus from the ice. Oh, not to That's, give it away there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is a good, uh, I feel like there's probably a German metal band that has that as their name. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, nice. Yeah. That's great. Like, I like the delivery there too. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Bravo. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. We have some, uh, some feedback. 
Bessie L. Cow uh, emailed uh, Secrets of Stargate, where you can also do that at stargate at com, saying, I stumbled upon Secrets of Stargate when I was looking for a good commentary podcast after season two's holiday in my series rewatch. And now that I'm in season six, I need you guys to do three or four episodes a week so I won't have to watch the second half of the show alone. Either that or jump into a time traveling puddle jumper and begin the podcast at least two years before you did in this timeline. Thank you, Jack and Shalkek Nimron Sola de Gloria. So it's a nice, uh, nice amalgamation there of Stargate and, uh, and Latin there. Um, yeah, but, uh, Three or four episodes a week. I, I, I don't know how my wife would feel about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, um, thank you very much uh, for, for the yeah, feedback. We're feedback. having a lot of fun with this and uh, we're glad you're enjoying it too. It's always fun to wait, especially if you're rewatching a show to have like a kind of a, like a fan commentary to go mm-hmm. back and it's like you're watching it with other people. So that's why yeah. it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. So but yeah, we definitely appreciate that. I think we should try the time traveling puddle jumper idea. Yeah. That sounds fun. I like that idea. <laughs> yeah. How much power do we need to power a puddle jumper? Oh. Is it 1.21 gigawatts? Or? <laughs> it's a fraction of a, of a ZPM. So um, if, I, if I knew what that was. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create Secrets of Stargate, including Frank R., Mary Jean C, Toby T, Lynn F, and Suzanne S. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secret to Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. And be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel, where you can actually see us if you, if you want to. Um, <laughs> Uh, the best part, though, is you get you get to see uh, my cat and uh, Lisa's dog. So they're really the stars of the of the YouTube stream. And you get to see me do this. You also, <laughs> if you want to see what Victor's doing, go to youtube.com slash uh, sqp. Uh, yeah, slash sqpn. Um, and you can email us. Totally lost my train there. Now, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <about that>. No. <laughs> We'll be back next time and we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, Nightwalkers. Until then, Lisa Jones, thank you for joining us and sharing the secret to Stargate. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack, and don't! (laughs) Donuts. Donuts. (laughs) Once again, I'm Jack Berzini. Thank you for listening to The Secret to Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? Uh, I thought for sure you're going to say amazing. Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Oh, amazing. That's right. (laughs) Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. The Catholics of Oz. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash Oz.